Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. We know there's only one place to really be stopping at right now, and it is um, Kell Brook fighting Terence Crawford for the WBO World Weight Championship of the World yeah. on Saturday night. It's a big fight. It's a juicy fight. A lot of people are being concerned that you are not in the corner, sir. Was there any tension in the gym? Because, you know, you've got the young starlets coming up, Willie Hutchison, you've got other kids in the gym, and is it a thing that maybe Kel thought that he's being overlooked by the younger ones coming through. What's your prediction for Kel Brook versus Terence Crawford? I think, listen, I might be wrong. Dream it, believe it, become it. What's next, Vince? I'm on down. <laughs> right, with great honour, pleasure and all the rest of it, we have my long-time key spa buddy, you know what I mean? The son of the legendary Brendan Ingle, Dominic Ingle, who don't have I no jingle. I'm not, I'm not used to seeing you with long hair. Yeah, <laughs> it's called curly hair, sir. You know what I mean? Yeah, curly hair. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, I know, I know. That's how you got his passport done. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's how you got his passport. Yeah. <laughs> Now, I went to Turkey, mate. <laughs> yeah, I didn't go for free. No, sir. <laughs> so, Dominic, we've got, like, first and foremost, I mean, welcome to the fighters, right? It's the first time you're on. Cheers. Um, Cheers. And, like, great honour. We know there's only one place to really be stopping at right now, and it is um, Kell Brook fighting Terence Crawford for the WBO World Weight Championship of the World yeah. on Saturday night. It's a big fight. It's a juicy fight. A lot of people are being concerned that you are not in the corner, sir. Um, what happened? Um, yeah, logistics, probably. I mean, I got other fighters fighting. Liam Williams and Williamson were both in camps uh, for fights uh, a couple of weeks ago. And Kel he wanted to train in Fort Aventura, which wasn't really on my plan. Um, I wasn't going to be travelling about. Not in this climate, any not not with COVID and quarantine. You never know what's gonna happen. I, I couldn't really get afford to get be get caught up abroad. Uh, you know, these the fights with Willie Hutchinson and Liam Williams were already announced and planned. Whereas Kill at the time, they were still you know putting the icing on the cake for that fight. And realistically, you know, the best place for Kill to train was in Sheffield anyway, um, and and that was a plan. He didn't want to do that, and that's why you know he decided to do something else. So you know, he's at an age where he can make his own choices, and it's it's fair enough. Wasn't that a bit upsetting for you, though, Dom, you know, in the sense that, you know, having that, that long-time relationship with Kel and uh, being at this stage of his career, you would have thought that, you know, you know each other. I mean, no, there's not going to be anyone that knows Kel, you know, better than yourself. And um, I just want to know how you put... I know it's business, and, you know, we, you know me and you, we, we know the game. We know it's business. and uh, But I just think, me personally, I think... I mean, what difference is it going to make at this stage of his career? 
Is it, I want to ask you, was there any tension in the gym? Because, you know, you've got the young starlets coming up, Willie Hutchison, you've got other kids in the gym. And is it a thing that maybe Kel thought that he's being overlooked by the younger ones coming through? No, I mean, listen, he's 34 and it's every trainer's incentive to get a fighter to become a world champion. That's the goal. And once you get them there, the top of the hill, you know, they owe it to the self to keep the self there. And the responsibility becomes, you know, more on them. And, you know, we had a great fight with Sean Porter in 2014. They won the title. And there was a lot of injuries and, you know, uh, being away from fights and delays for fights. And, it, you know, Kill probably never really uh, achieved his potential. And, and, and nobody was crying out to fight him at that time. You know, the, the, the other £147 uh, were never crying out to fight him. So as far as being upset about it, not really, because... You know, we've had a good, we've had a good run, and yes. you get to a point. You know, we've had we've had we've had money out of it, and and then people make their own choices, and there are other guys coming through, which is only helps people like Kill because because it keeps you on top of your game with all these young guys coming through. It happened Correct. with Johnny Nelson and Junior Witter. You know, when when Kill Group was coming through, Junior Witter was world champion, and you know Kill was chomping at the bit to get in the ring with Junior and push him, uh, and that benefited Junior. So, you know, you get past the point where you get upset about things because, you know, realistically, Kill's not uh, he's peak anymore. He's not at the top of his game. He's had a lot of injuries and setbacks. And it's a great fight. And I, I do believe if both of these fighters were to meet in the, in the prime, um, Kill the would beat him. Um, and, and boxing's all about timing. Crawford's not spring chicken, he's 32, Kel's 34. I would be really concerned if he was fighting somebody at 24, 23 with a lot of ambition because the fresher. But, you know, Crawford, he's fast on his feet, he can switch. Um, and, but Kel can deal with that. But like I say, getting back to the point about being upset, no, look, I've got other guys coming through. There's always going to be a stage when you've got young fighters coming in and the fighters who've been established are moving on the way out. And sometimes you just want to do things differently. Um, and you can't, you know, whether, that, whether that's right or wrong, it's just their choice. It's a choice he can make. Uh, he's made his money. He's had a good career. So, you know, it's his choice. Uh, so would, would, you, would you say that, you know, this is kind of like a last chance saloon for Kel, you know? And I think, I think he's got, a, if, if he doesn't, you know, if he doesn't finish on his feet, it's going to be a hard way to come back. If he finishes on his feet, then... There's another, there's another fight there, but we, we won't be able to tell that. I mean, he's picked, he's picked, he's picked, you know, one of the pound for pound best. It's a hard fight. It's probably the hardest yes. fight ever going to have. Um, so, you know, but the one thing about I'll say about Kel Brook is Kel Brook never goes into a fight uh, thinking he can lose. He, he always mm. goes into win. And he trains to win. That's the one thing about him. You have to give him credit for every fight I've ever trained him for. He has put 110% into it and gone in 110% prepared. Uh, and fight to the death. Um, so, you know, you can guarantee that, you know, Kill's not just going in for a period for this fight, he's going to win the title and he believes he can do that. He has got a strong belief. But, you know, we, we'll have to see what Terence Crawford brings. He's fast. Kell has got the punch power. Uh, Crawford's probably a bit fresher, a bit faster on his feet, more accustomed to being at 147 than Kell is. Um, so it makes for an interesting fight. And, and, and you'll, within the first three rounds of that fight, you'll be able to determine which way it's going. Um, so you know, it's it's going to be interesting. Very, very. But well, this is this is Terence Crawford's 
fifth fight at 147. So he's been world champion at lightweight, like welterweight or super or or super lightweight, and now after beating Jeff Horn, yeah, he's welterweight champion. Yeah. What could you see that Kelbrook's going to do different from an MA Khan? Um, the Benavides, I was impressed with how he beat Benavides because Benavides was this. There was a lot of push and hype yeah. about this guy, saying like this guy is going to be something. What do you think he's going to do? Going to do different because I don't care what anyone says. Crawford got flawed in his last fight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's got flaws. You know, he's not. He's not invincible. I don't see him as an invincible fighter. That no, no, just. No, he's been maybe as with most things when fighters, you know, uh, get dropped or it's usually complacency setting in. Look at Anthony Joshua in his last fight, you know, well in his fight against Ruiz. It, for me, you know what I mean, he's got to be complacency. That's it's like when Lennox Lewis got beat, you know, it's generally complacency, because then guys come back and they win. Joshua came back and beat Ruiz. And it's like Terence Crawford, sometimes when you're cruising it, look at look at Deontay Wilder. Uh, you know, second fight with Tyson Fury, Tyson annihilated him and he, then he came out with every excuse in the book. And Terence Crawford's been on a, a good winning streak and been at the top of his game for a, a long time and, and it's usually complacency and taking out of the ball. Um, so maybe he's adjusted from that and uh, for this fight with Kel. And if he's underestimating Kel, that's, that's to, to Kel's advantage. Uh, because, like I said, Kel has trained hard. He's been training hard all the way through the lockdown when he was in Sheffield. And he's keyed up for this fight. And he loves the challenge, Kel. He loves the challenge. Um, and that's what motivates him. Sometimes fighters like Kel can't get up for just mediocre fights. Yes. So it, it, it's, it's not beyond Kel to beat Terence Crawford. It really isn't um, at all. You know, he's just got to try. He's had to contend with the travel, going to America, having to come down to 147 the first time in three years. Nobody knows how that's going to be because it's not making the weight for Kel because Kel can do that. It's just the rehydration and how much he recovers. Uh, yes. In the procedure after there's, the weight. There's no when, rehydration when, with the WBO. No, there's no. So there's you, no can come, you can come in whatever. Yeah, but. You know, even, as an, as an older fighter, what happens past the age of 30, the recovery process, once you rehydrate, is not as good as before 30, and that's what you're contending with there. And like I said, there's only two years difference between them, which is, again, works out in Kel's favour. A younger man, you know, with, you know, with more of an engine and coming at Kel and more ambition, would be more of a problem for Kel, but there's only two years difference, so they're both the wrong side of 30. Uh, and that's a, that's also an advantage to Kel because they're in the same kind of ballpark. And and you know, Kel, you know, Crawford hasn't really come up against anybody of Kel's caliber. That's uh, what I was going to say. You, you know what I mean? But the but what's on Kel's uh, disadvantage Kel, is the injuries that he's had and yes. the setbacks in his career. But you know, on the plus side, it's a big fight, and and Kel does rise to the occasion. So yes, you know, for me, for me. You know, Kel had the beating of Errol. Everybody's raving about how great Errol Spence was, but Errol, Errol Spence would, wouldn't have beat Kel Brook in his prime. He, not that he wouldn't have beat Kel, the Kel Brook or Buck Sean Porter. Uh, and Kel was kind of kicking himself after that fight. Um, you know, I was going to say, I was going to say because, sorry to cut you, you know, if you look at it, Kel has lost to only literally the best yeah. in Gennady Golovkin and Errol Spence. And now he goes on and takes probably the, the next greatest guy. So you, yeah. Kel can't be, you know, he's, he's, he's stepped up to every challenge. 
He has. I mean, you, you could argue, you, you could argue that point and say, well, you know, they are the only best kids in his box. But the thing is, Kelby, be everybody in front of him, and he's, yes. he's not afraid of a challenge. I mean, who, who would take on? Who would, who would go up to weight division and take on Gennady Golovkin? Exactly. You've got to credit, uh, credit for that and put up a great fight. And, and it, it would have been interesting to see how that had gone if he wasn't for the injury. But uh, like I said, with this fight with Tens Crawford, look, we want Kel to win this fight. It'd be great if he does. It's yes. a big, it is a, it is a big ask. It is a big ask, but. If anybody's thinking that, you know, he's going into this fight just for a payday and just to make up the numbers, he's not. He's never been that type of kid. He's very, very competitive uh, in everything he does. And he looks like he's in great shape. He's had, it looks like he's had a great camp. And, you know, he, he, you know, I've trained him. I know Kel went to push and went to, you know, to hold him back. But he has, he has learned that himself to a certain degree. Um, you know, and, and maybe he's learned from the Zarafa fight. There were mistakes made in that camp when he trained with somebody else. Maybe he's adjusted from that. But you know, basically, when you get into that ring, uh, you're on, you are on your own. And people can only give you a little bit of advice on pointers. Most of the worst. I mean, the training camp. Uh, if you're doing something drastically wrong in a fight, then your trainer's there to correct you uh, and make you readjust. Um, Who's Kill trained with now, um, Dom? Uh, you know, I love this guy. He's, he's, I think he's a he's US He's training with a guy from Tenerife who actually, he, he trained a Spanish kid called Sofrino Rodriguez who boxed Sam Higginson for the European title. Uh, I've got his name somewhere, somebody sent me a name through and he, he seems a competent enough fella. I think there might be a bit of a language barrier because I don't think the guy speaks too good at English. Um, but, you know, maybe that's an, adva maybe that's an advantage, I don't, I don't know. Yeah, being a serial optimist, as I am, Dom, <laughs> is, there, is there any chance that... You know, let's just, you know, look into the, the, the crystal ball and say that Kelbrook shocks the world, you know, beats Terence Crawford, wins the WBO world title. Is there any chance of a possibility of you two ever getting back in, back together and training? Why would, there, why would there be a point of that? Because if he's done that on himself, then he proves the point that he doesn't need a coach and he can do his own thing. So, you know, there's, why bother? You know why I bother? It's, it's, sometimes people move on and, and do better things, and that's just a natural part of it. And I am devoting more time uh, to the to the fighters coming through. But Kel Brooks always had, you know, undivided attention. Anyway, he's always been the number one in the gym uh, because he's been in the biggest fights. And and, and he, he said, there, there is a pecking order. The biggest fights get the preference. That's correct. Um, so you know, there'd be no point of that. I mean, um, he'll go on and do his own thing, and. There'd be no point of a reconciliation. Yeah. Great answer. I want to, I want to, I want to, I want to move off of that now. Yeah, I feel we've covered uh, the Brooke yeah. Buford question, mm. and I want to just ask you for the, the, you know, the viewers outside. I want to know what the highlights of Dominic Ingle's career has been so far. Yeah, there's, listen, there's lots of good experiences and highlights. You know, people winning world titles: Kel Brook, Johnny Nelson, Junior Witter. Uh, way back, Nazim Hamid, they're all highlights, but they last, they last a week. Billy Joe Saunders in, 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 in Canada was a great experience, it was a great fight. Yeah. Um, you know, I remember you look, like, you look like you look you look like you was gonna end back the officials. <laughs> well, maybe, maybe, but you know, uh, we, had, we had to play you a put game. Vasily on yeah, his forehead. We had, to, we had to play a game with those guys, but. You know, Billy Joe Saunders is, is the, the, you know, the ultimate joker and he got into Lemieux's head and, and made him, you know, look, look basic. It was a great fight. So we've had some great nights. There have been lots of highlights. There's been lots. Yes. There's, never, there's, never, there's never one point. The, the goal, like I say, as a trainer, as you know yourself, is to get somebody 
winning titles. You know, some people are never going to be British champions. Some people are only going to be European. And, and the, the, the elite few are going to be world champions. It's great when you help somebody realise the dream. Uh, and that's an achievement. But once you've, you've done it, uh, you know, you have a week of basking in the limelight. And then it's back to the grind again. And you try and keep that fighter's career going at that level for as long as you can. Johnny Nelson, you know, he was world champion for something like six or seven years. And he was unbeaten, in the, last years. Ten, and, um, unbeaten in the last 10 years of his career. Which was a great achievement, and that was very enjoyable. We had great times, and that's what you're trying to do with all your fighting. You get that level. And yeah. one draw. So, you know, there's been lots, and but you know, it's it's just a, it's just a it's just a, uh, a journey. You're in the gym, you know the blueprint, and you try and get as many fighters down that road as you can, uh, yes. and, and and enjoy while you're doing it. Enjoy the ride. I know, I know your I know your father. God rest his soul. You know, he seemed like he was in the gym to the last day. You know, yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> like you could, you could, you could never get him out. He'd, li he'd have lived in that gym if he could have done. He'd have slept. There. Yeah, and, and I mean, how how do you see yourself, guy? You you know, you ever see yourself hanging up the the, the oh, pads, yeah, so keep, to speak? Keep, the, the, I think the trick is to keep going as long as you enjoy it. You know, the yes. fighters need to train. You know, we've we've gone a long way. I mean, I was on the road at one time with Spencer, with guys fighting Spencer. Uh, I was I was on the road taking the. The uh, the middle of the road fighters out while Brendan and uh, my brother John were training the, the top fighters, and then it comes to a point now where that's changed. It's changed a lot now over the last few years, and I, I only really train elite level fighters, which is good because I've done all the running around and on the road and yes. you know being all over the world, and, and you have to settle down a little bit. But I, I enjoy the groundwork, my friend. Yeah, it's groundwork, and I enjoy doing that. But it's not something I go back to now. So. If, if he runs out with fighters and I don't treat and no fighters come to me at that level, then I, I probably won't be doing it um, because you get to a certain level and you just want to operate at that level. It's like yes. being in the Premiership and you don't want to go back down to the fourth division and start working. Exactly. Back up again. So, exactly. you know, if I finish tomorrow, I would be, I'd be happy with what I've done. I wouldn't, you know, regret it or resent it. There, there, there are other things in my life I want to do. But whenever I'm, there's people coming to me to train and I'll do it. Uh, and if we can get them along that journey, like I said, the next rising star, we've got Liam Williams obviously up there, but the next one, apart from Liam Williams and King Gallagher, is Bully Hutchinson. He's going to be the next one. He's only 22. He's fresh off the press. And, you know, he's got a good couple of years in him and hopefully we can take him all the way. That'll be the, you know, the next, the next, uh, the next project. So, you know, it's, it's all, you have to put a lot of time into them guys to get them where they need to be. They're only young. You have to keep them on the right tracks. Uh, and guide him through. He's got a good manager, he's got a good promoter, and he's got a good trainer. So, you know, all, the only thing <laughs> that can go wrong is him. And he's, yes. he's to stop him from going wrong. That's what you've got to do. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Spence? Dominic, it's been a plum pleasing pleasure having Excellent. you on the show. You take your time out. And last thing I want to ask you, what's your prediction for Kelbrook versus Terence Crawford? I think, listen, I might be wrong. Kel's got power. If Kel doesn't get him early on, connect somewhere in the, between the fourth and the sixth, if Kel doesn't start catching up and slowing him down by then, I'd say that it's going to be a close points victory for Crawford um, because Kel has got the power, but Kel's going to have to get, get in there pretty early. He's got to make, it, make a mark on Crawford in the first couple of rounds and start slowing him down. Uh, and an upset his game plan. If Kel doesn't manage to do that by five or six, it's gonna it's gonna run away. Crawford's gonna run away with it. He's gonna hit pit and pat and be in and out. Uh, you know, jumping in with shots and keeping out of Kel's way. Kel's not 
a back foot fighter. He's, a, he's an attacking counter puncher. Uh, so you know he's got to he's got a close Crawford down, but Crawford's going to be in and out quick, uh, hitting him with shots, scoring and moving, and, and you know using volume on Kel. So, like I say, Kel's not having any effect after in the first six rounds. I'm going to say Crawford on points. Excellent. Excellent. As much as I love Kel, you know, Shakur Stevenson was on here on this show speaking about um, Terence Crawford's underrated power. Um, mm. And, and, and I, for, for some reason, I think there could be a stoppage later on in the fact. Um, it could be. Maybe it could be. Obviously, with your assessment, I have to respect your assessment, um, um, Dom, because you know him better than anyone else. Um, but if you know, it's it's always going to be subjective for us on the outside. You know, we're looking at. I said to Spencer, I want Kel to do this so much because I just think that he can do it. I actually think that he can do it. But if I was a betting man, which I'm not. And that's why I leave that up to Spencer. <laughs> I'm going to go for a very late stoppage between um, 8 and 10. Hey, listen, anything's possible. You never know with injury or cuts or whatever. But I'd rather not be an expert on predicting rounds, to be honest. Yeah, not, I, don't, I, don't base, I don't base my, you know, what I do on, on predictions. It's like, it's not my thing, really. I'm, I'm just there to train fighters. Yes, uh, and uh, you know uh, when Kel Brook boxed Sean Porter, people were saying to me, you know, what do you reckon? He's people were saying, should I put a bet on Kel? And there was one guy who said, what do you reckon? I went, yeah, bet on Kel to win on points. And he went, why not a stoppage? You know, either way, I went, it's not going to be Kel will beat him on points. I know Kel. I've seen Sean Porter. That was one yes. of my best predictions. Um, you know, I don't want to, uh, you know, uh, put a down on it and say I think Kel's going to get stopped. Kel has got a lot of fight in him. He's, he's very determined. He will fight to the death. And you know, Crawford can punch. He's got a good work rate. But you know, that's taking it away from Kel. Kel's a good box. He's got a good boxing brain. He's tough. Um, you know, he's been in with the best. He's been in with big punches. He's being hit by the best. You know, that's true. Uh, Golovkin. You know, took one of Golovkin's best shots in the first round and still, you know, carried on. Same with Errol Spencer, who was, was a decent puncher. So, like I said with Crawford, he's not a spring chicken. He's not particularly young. Yeah, he's got work rate, he can punch. Um, but it's like anything else. Once you get past 30, especially with Kel Brook, it's a case of who turns up. You know, as, as he's done his weight right, as he recovered from the, the rehydration. A fully primed, you know, uh, well-trained Kel Brook will give anybody a hard fight. And, also, and, also uh, one... Go on, say it yeah, yeah, okay. Now, I was also saying to Spence as well, this whole thing behind closed doors, mm. you know, we don't know how either fighter is going to respond to that. You yeah. know, and we've heard fighters in recent weeks say that it's totally different. Yeah, so, yeah. This could Kel be does, Kel does respond to a crowd. He does, he does love the atmosphere of the crowd. He does drive him on. He does motivate him. And especially in Sheffield, when you've got the crowd behind you, it is an extra five percent pushing you on because you want to. You don't want to. You don't want to fail in front of your home crowd. Uh, you know, you want you want to perform, and it is a big thing. And it's the first time Kel's ever, you know, boxed uh, in that environment. But he has boxed yes. when he was, an, you know, an amateur and a professional in in yeah. very small arenas with, with very little crowd. So it's only like sparring, and that's another adjustment. But it's the same for Terence. So. Okay. It's, it's interesting, you know. It's interesting. Uh, it, it'd be interesting to watch, and you know, like I say, we, we all, everybody in the gym is hoping for Kel, you know, the best for Kel. He's from the gym, you know, everybody's supporting him. 
even if he's doing it on himself, it doesn't matter. We've, we've all put a lot of time to him over the years and it's, it's all been part of his success. We've all been part of his success and we want his success to go on uh, and finish on his feet. You know, he's a Sheffield lad. He's been in the gym since he was 10 years old. And, you know, everybody wishes him well. He's, a great, he's been a great ambassador for our gym over the years. Uh, you know, we've had, we've had great times, but it can't always be that way. Things move and change. And, you know, that's boxing. That's boxing for you. And at the end of the day, the fighter's got to think about himself and what he thinks is best for him. Dominic Ingle, listen, I, I mean, I, I had respect for you way before this. But listen to the knowledge, listen to you spit the knowledge and how well you've spoken today. I've even got more respect now. And um, I feel that you've conducted yourself so admirably in this whole thing. Um, and yeah, uh, you know, I, I, I've got my, my notepads ready to steal a couple of bars <laughs> from you, what you said today, because, you know, you, you're a great man, a great experience. Never say nothing bad about no one uh, uh, well, not not on television like me. No, no. <laughs> but uh, I, I thank you. I thank you a lot for coming on the show, um, Dom. I really appreciate it. Been great talking to you both. Been great. Thank you very much, Dominic. You take care. God bless, my brother. No problem. Sports Social Podcast Network.